you daily for halfway day. Because we're so close. It's getting here any any crazy second. I promise you an update. So the very quick, uh, very quick thing. Uh, I thought that we did not have a recording from RavenCon at all because something bad had happened, but most of the show was able to be salvaged. The whole thing, no, but most. Yay. That will be coming this weekend. I hope you enjoyed the 10 minutes of dead air at the end of the uh, Cutting Room Floor episode. <laughs> that was completely unintentional. Welcome to the 3rd of May where the fine folks... Edit that and then put it on <laughs> next month. Great. Welcome to GeekRadioData.com. Welcoming you to National Paranormal Day. So get a team together. The folks that are bringing it to you today, the man that's tired of your criticisms, that there's podcasting for a secret. Why, for a straight guy, you're dramatic. That's not fair. Hi, everyone. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. And then depression set in. Well, I remembered who I was. What happened today, sir? In 1715, a total solar eclipse was visible across northern Europe and northern Asia, as predicted by Edmund Haley, to within four minutes of accuracy. 1860, the first successful Pony Express run from St. Joseph, Missouri to Sacramento, California begins. 1934, Famous Funnies, the first comic book to go on sale in the United States, hits newsstands. 1938, television station W2XBS in New York broadcast the first book review program in the United States. And 1953, the TV Guide magazine debuts. For years, it will be the most read magazine in the United States. Magazine? 1955, the ACLU mm-hmm. announces it will defend Allen Ginsberg's book, Howl, against obscenity charges. It'd be banned and burned today. 1968, Dr. Denton Cooley of the Texas Heart Institute performs the first successful heart transplant in the United States on Everett Thomas, whose heart was damaged by rheumatic heart disease. The patient will survive for 204 days with the heart, which was harvested... Only they got to use that word there yep. from a 15 year old girl. I mean, I, I know it's true, but can we get a better? <laughs> 1971, the Japanese Tokusatsu television series Kamen Rider premieres, marking the beginning of the long running Kamen Rider franchise. 1972, Magnavox kicks off a national promotional tour for the Odyssey video game in Phoenix, Arizona. 1973, the first portable cell phone call is made from New York City. 1975, Bobby Fischer refuses to play in a chess match against Anatoly Karpov, forfeiting the title of world champion to Karpov. I didn't know he was a robot. 1978, the first unsolicited bulk commercial email is sent by Gary Thurick, a marketing representative of Digital Equipment Corporation, to all 393 users of ARPANET on the west coast of the United States. 1982, Walt Disney Productions files a suit against Williams Electronics, for infringing Disney's Tron trademark with the arcade video game Robotron 2084. Never thought of Tron while I played Robotron. Not once. <laughs> 1984, Dell Computer is founded in Austin, Texas. Dude. 1996, Columbia Pictures releases the dark fantasy film The Craft, directed by Andrew Fleming, starring Robin Tunney, Nev Campbell, and Rachel True, and of course, Feruza Balk. Good Lord, same-day suspected Unabomber Theodore Kaczynski is arrested at his remote cabin outside Lincoln, Montana. He, of course, later went on to run for Senate for Texas. (laughs) 1997, Gary Kasparov beats IBM's Deep Blue in the first of six matches in what many consider the ultimate test of artificial intelligence. It's not really artificial, it's synthetic. Anyway, Kasparov will eventually lose the match along with the $1.1 million purse to the IBM supercomputer, which he had previously claimed could never surpass a human's ability to play chess. Of course, Deep Blue went on to spend the money on coke and whores. 
1998, New Line Cinema releases the sci-fi film Lost in Space, directed by Stephen Hopkins, starring William Hurt, Mimi Rogers, Lacey Chabray, Heather Graham, and Matt LeBlanc. I remember enjoying it. Not a great movie. Nope. It was fun. Also, Net Channel, a web-enhanced television company, is discontinued, leaving nearly 10 subscribers, 10,000 subscribers <laughs> without service. 2,000 in the case of United States versus Microsoft. Microsoft is ruled to have violated the United States antitrust laws by keeping an oppressive thumb on its competitors. Also, the love letter computer virus infects personal computers around the world within six hours. The virus spreads through email, enticing victims to open the message with the subject line, I love you. Also, Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich and his band's attorney produced a list of more than 335,000 internet users who have allegedly shared the band's songs on Napster, but he still took a free copy of Guitar Hero. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, I think it was at the MTV Movie Awards when uh, the, the guy who created Napster, Sean whatever, he made an appearance and introduced, I, I believe he introduced the band Metallica nice. and he came out with a Metallica shirt and said that, Haha, it's not my shirt, I borrowed it from a friend. <laughs> a new company, Superletter.com Incorporated, announces that beginning in May. Internet users will be able to send mail to any physical address in the world from a PC for less than the cost of express mail service. The company's motto is, you send email, we deliver real mail around the globe. Because people were begging for it. Also, the sport of geocaching is founded when the GPS coordinates of the first geocache are posted to Usenet newsgroup sci.geo.satellite-nav by Dave Ulmer of Beaver Creek, Oregon. Thank you, sir. 2002, Barry Erickson of the piracy group Drink or Die pleads guilty to one felony count of conspiracy to commit criminal copyright infringement as a result of Operation Buccaneer, because they went after pirates. Oh. Drink or Die had long been one of the best-known sources for pirating software on the internet, particularly in IRC channels. Columbia Pictures releases the film Spider-Man, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Tobey Maguire, William Defoe, and Kirsten Dunst we can all agree was the best superhero movie since the Punisher <laughs> and the final episode of the cyberpunk sci-fi series, dark angel freak nation first airs on Fox 2003. The second annual free comic book day is held. Don't forget this year's it's coming up on the sixth. It's almost here. Ooh. 2005 paramount home video releases the first season of the science fiction series enterprise on DVD 10 days before the television broadcast of the final episode. The release is the first Star Trek to uh, ever include a blooper reel or deleted scenes. Same day Rock releases the urban fantasy novel Dead Beat by Jim Butcher. It's the seventh book in the Dresden Files series. 2006, in a press release, the RIAA labels the cities of Atlanta, Austin, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, Philadelphia, Providence, San Diego, and San Francisco... As piracy cities. I just heard they liked booty. Same day, the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion is re-rated from T for Teen to M for Mature by the ESRB, which chose to re-rate the game after discovery of nude textures included deep within the game's files, accessible only through a third-party modification for the Windows version and due to the presence of more blood and gore than initially revealed. 2007, Sony Pictures releases the Columbia Pictures release of Spider-Man 3. In China, a day before its domestic release in the U.S., in an attempt to circumvent market growth of pirated copies. Of course, Spider-Man 3 was the greatest superhero film since... Now, it's not even on the list. 2069, the Nebuchadnezzar transport ship, later to be captained by Morpheus, is constructed. <gasps> or is it? 
Birthdays. Courtney is 13. Oh, she's our geek news girl. Exactly. What? Welcome. Courtney. Welcome, teenager. Dooley Hill is 48 from West Wing. Psych. Ballers. Suits. The very lovely and talented Christina Hendricks is 48 from Mad Men, All-Star Superman, Another Period, Good Girls, Bad Santa 2, I think. But, of course, we all fell in love with her for the first time in Firefly. What? And that species, too? Bobby Carnival is 53 <laughs> from Snakes on a Plane, The Other Guys, Ant-Man, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle! Bill Sienkiewicz is 65, comic artist who worked on New Mutants and Electra Assassin. Caitlin Clark is 71 from Dragon Slayer, Crocodile Dundee, The Stepford Husbands, and Penn and Teller Get Killed. Chris Mulkey is 72 from First Blood, Time Rider, The Adventure of Lyle Swan. Wow, I have never heard of that one. It's a motorcycle Dr- movie. Dreamscape, Twin Peaks, The Hidden, Broken Arrow, and Cloverfield. No longer with us, born in the state in 1695, Henry Pitot invented the Pitot tube, which is used to measure fluid flow velocity. 1889, Beulah Bondi from The Invisible Ray, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and It's a Wonderful Life. 1906, Mary Astor, The Maltese Falcon, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. 1917, George Gaines. The Man Who Cried Werewolf, Altered States, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, Tootsie, Punky Brewster, and of course was Commandant Eric Lassad in Police Academy. No, oh, Mahoney. 1947, Doug Henning, who was <laughs> simply magic. So kids, the uh, gif with Shia LaBeouf with the mustache and the hair going magic. <laughs> That's who that's it. CBS Full Tilt Boogie on a new survivor. New FBI. Harry and Helen's undercover mission. Their befriend and influential couple takes an unexpected turn when they realize the other couple has their own secrets. <laughs> on a new true lies. They they were digging their vibe. ABC has a new Connors, the Goldbergs, Abbott Elementary. Not dead yet, then one big thing on a new million little pieces. Hey, what's that fishbowl over there? And why do I gotta put my keys in it? <laughs> Uh, NBC has a new Chicago Med, Fire, and Police Wait, Department. There, there's an ice storm outside. Fox has quarterfinals for the Masked Singer and her new Farmer Wants a Wife. CW has a new The Flash. Mary turns to Uncle Frank to get Archie back on track after his recent actions. Betty turns to Veronica to better understand her sexuality. Hello. Jughead springs into action upon discovering plagiarism at Pep Comics. What the hell? Not a new Riverdale. No pep comics. AMC has Twister. Uh, movie is fun. FX, Thor The Dark World, which I think was the worst superhero movie since Spider-Man 3. But not as bad as Iron Man 2. FXX, Simpsons, but mostly Family Guy Marathon. No, you're right. Iron Man 2. It, it's oh. awful. FXM has Spiral. Isn't that one of the Saw movies? It, 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 from the pages of Saw or something. Paramount has Titanic. Ooh. Siffy has Final Destination, followed by Final Destination 2. Hot <laughs> damn. We're going to be watching the Lifetime Movie Network. A wealthy businesswoman is unsure who to trust when she experiences an intense attraction to her bodyguard, but suspects he's involved in a plot to assassinate her and decides she must rely on seduction techniques to stay alive. This is all sounding great. Jessica Morris and <laughs> Ross Jurgel star in Bodyguard Seduction. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. 
It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Agent Chad's investigation of a deadly incident on live TV causes Abby, Stefan, and Kate to look deeper into the creatures affecting people's minds. Brady has an affair. Chad is investigating and will show no mercy trying to unravel the massive plan he thinks is incoming. Don't worry, friends and Romans. He's got this. Hashtag Chabby. Forever. You got mail, baby. One, welcome back. Two, check your local library's website and or social media to see if they're having any free comic book week events. Three, best wishes to Jay Radimus on his quest for the Golden Monkey. That is from Zachman. So I don't know if that's something I missed on the Monday show. Did y'all talk about uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey? Because that's a damn fine show. We might have. I, I don't, don't remember. Who the hell knows? If you've got the slightest <laughs> idea, by all means, let us know, won't you? It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Of course, the voicemail, the text message, you need these numbers. 510-G-R-D-Curl. I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Probably watching Bring them back alive. Most people think that talking about money is boring, but now more than ever, people need helpful money advice. That's why we created our show, How to Money. We cut out the jargon and make money topics relevant and easy to understand. Our ultimate goal is to make money decisions suck less and help people positively change their financial future. No doubt. So whether you want to save more, start investing, or just gain a better perspective on a subject that affects all of us, check out the How to Money podcast. Find How to Money on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Dave Foley, and you're listening to Geek Radio Daily. Oh, he's still the cute one to me, right? Paul McCartney of those kids, man. The Paul McCartney of those kids. You can't stop it. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. That's a very serious book, man. Indeed. What's on the shelves at the local store there, sir? From Detective Comics, we've got Adventures of Superman, John Kent, 3 of 6, Batman and the Joker, the deadly duo wrapping up at 7, Shazam, number one. When busting up a terrorist ring introduces Christopher Smith to the cutest thing to ever walk, awkwardly on four legs, he finds the unconditional love he's been denied his whole life. That is, until the dog is kidnapped right out from under him by a supervillain who has some very unsuperheroic plans for Peacemaker's brand of ultraviolence. Will he help an infamously unstable, superpowered criminal steal the world's most valuable and dangerous DNA? Find out in Peacemaker Tries Hard, one of six. Over at Marvel, it's Carnage Reigns Alpha, number one. Edge of the Spider-Verse, one of four. Groot, one of four. And the Yokai are at war, and Mariko Yashada, descendant of the Oni King, has to choose a side. The fates of the spirit world and the human world hang in the balance, but things just got complicated thanks to the appearance of a mysterious Yokai with incredible power. But this particular lady has a scheme of her own, and she wants to paint the world scarlet. It's Demon Wars, Scarlet Sin, number one. Archie Comics brings us Betty and Veronica, Friends Forever, Game On, One Shot. Or if that's tied into what's going on on the show. <laughs> Dark Horse has Hairball, two of four. Skull and Bones, three of three. Where Monsters Lie, four of four. From Boom Studios, we've got Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, two, number five of five. And Spike is determined to keep the last copy of his embarrassing poetry from being discovered, sending Buffy and the Scooby gang on a faux supernatural goose chase to New Orleans to cover his tracks. At an antiques fair, the group is fascinated by the casket girl's clothes on display. When Dawn utters a wish she most likely should have kept to herself, the gang gains a first-hand account of the sisters' identities. 
beyond what they could have imagined. In Buffy, Last Vampire Slayer, Lost Summer, number one. Over at IDW Publishing, Breath of Shadows, number four. Star Trek Deep Space Nine, The Dog of War, number two. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Usagi Ujimbo, Where Win, number two. Over at Image Almighty, number four. I hate this place, number eight. Junk Rabbit. To a five, and the constellation of the zodiac fall to earth, granting 12 ordinary people from very different walks of life superhuman powers. But each of them is about to learn that power always comes with a price. In Star Signs, number one. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! Oh, happy birthday, Courtney. Take a look at the world. From a geeky point of view, after many years of failed attempts to get it beyond the development stage, Reed's new Regency has hired Aussie filmmaker John Hillcoat to direct a film adaptation of Pulitzer Prize winner Cormac McCarthy's darkest and most violent Western novel, Blood Meridian. So it's an Elder Scrolls book? I like what you did. Widely considered one of the greatest works of American literature, this 1985 book follows a 14-year-old Tennessean's experience with a group of scalp hunters who massacred Native Americans and others in the United States-Mexico borderlands for bounty pleasure and eventually <laughs> just out of compulsion. That's the feel-good movie of the summer. Back in 2016, Hillcoat revealed Blood Meridian was the film he always wanted to do, but at the time, infamous producer Scott Rudin was reportedly blocking the whole thing. Not an issue anymore. But look, he, this guy got that movie The Road Made, so how damn dark was this book? <laughs> Archaeologists from two universities in Naples, Italy, found the remains of an ancient temple submerged in the Western Mediterranean for 2,000 years. No, no, I'm not falling for this. It's just going to be something for that new Legends of the Hidden Temple thing. No. That's what I was thinking earlier, and I couldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) The Nabataean Temple was dedicated to the god Dushara and is believed to date back to a time when Nabataean people lived in the Phlegrian Peninsula. Why would you submerge a temple that was made for a mountain? The discovery represents evidence of the Nabataean presence in the area, revealing the richness and vastness of commercial, cultural, and religious exchanges in the Mediterranean basin in the ancient world. You know that they were living in an ancient material world. The discovery of the temple represents an exciting find for archaeologists and historians providing a glimpse into the complex cultural and religious exchange in the Mediterranean basis during ancient times. And just might be the evidence needed to prove Bikini Bottom is not a post-apocalyptic landscape, but existed long time ago. Believe it. Or not. An Arkansas woman has pleaded not guilty to charges that she stole body parts from medical school cadavers and sold them through Facebook for $11,000. Look, I thought they were mannequin pieces, okay? Candace Chapman Scott, a 36-year-old former mortuary services worker, is accused of selling 20 boxes of everythings from human skin to skulls to a man in Pennsylvania, according to a federal grand jury indictment unsealed by a Little Rock court on Friday. A man in a box? Oh, she sold Richard. But did she include the instructions? <laughs> Scott was charged with 12 counts of mail fraud, wire fraud, and interstate transportation of stolen property. A lawyer representing her did not immediately return a, a phone call requesting comment. Mail fraud? What did they think they were buying? And shouldn't we investigate those people? Okay, the uh, statement that I just read, I personally don't believe in, because if you get a good deal on actual human body parts, you got to <laughs> jump on that, right? 
According to court documents, Scott worked for a company that offered commercial cremation services. One of her clients was an anatomy lab at the University of Arkansas, which used donated cadavers for medical education and research. And a spokesperson for the University of Arkansas Medical School said the school is appalled that anyone would desecrate medical donations for their own gain and that they should treat human remains with the utmost respect the way that Frankenstein boy does. He locally sourced his. Right. And he even employed a local. (laughs) For some, the chance to see a banana duct taped to a wall is to be within touching distance of a sensational moment in recent art history. For others, it's an enticing snack. Maybe for you, but I'm not really that into duct tape. On Thursday, an art student from Seoul National University found it to be the latter when he removed the fruit, an iconic work by Italian artist Maurizio Catalan, from off a wall at the Liam Museum of Art in Seoul, South Korea, where it was displayed. Then he proceeded to devour it. The student told the museum he ate it because he was hungry, a museum spokesperson told CNN in a phone call. But dude, they have a snack bar. Hell, hell, I bet Uber even delivers there. Entitled... Comedian, the work became one of the art world's biggest viral moments when it sold for $120,000 at Art Basel, Miami Beach in December 2019. Two other editions of the piece also sold at the... Editions? It's just other... After chomping down the fruit, the student taped the peel back on the wall. (laughs) The peel was later replaced by the museum with a fresh banana. Well, I mean, if it's that... Easy to fix the artwork. No harm, no foul, right? Another one of Catalan's viral artworks was a solid 18-karat gold toilet entitled America, valued at around $6 million. It had been first installed at New York's Guggenheim in 2016. Hmm, Interesting year. And was open to use by visitors. (laughs) Good grief. Later in 2019, it was stolen from the birthplace of Winston Churchill at Blenheim Palace in England, where it was being exhibited. It has never been found. And I would imagine you never want to find it? Look, if people are taking this guy's art and using it for its actual purpose, a gold toilet? Wait, it's at Mar-a-Lago, isn't it? Scientists from the University of Michigan in the United States have detected a surge of activity in the brains of two people as they transitioned into death with the phenomenon similar to spikes of brain activity seen previously in animals whose hearts had stopped beating. Remember that all electricity is what makes us alive and the energy always returns to its source. The new study reports a similar burst of ephemeral gamma activity in two of four patients withdrawn from life support. The other two were watching the Kardashians. Since 2013, neurologist Jimio Borgian and colleagues have been looking for parallels of the dying human brain to what they found in rats and after an induced cardiac arrest. They reasoned that the brief flares of brain activity they saw soaring far above levels of the animal's waking state may be the biological flickers of near-death experiences reported by many cardiac arrest survivors. Or the edibles were finally kicking in. The initial surge of gamma waves was located in the area of the brain considered a hot zone for so-called neurocorrelates of consciousness. A similar pattern of activity has been observed in people dreaming and in seizure patients who report having visual hallucinations and out-of-body experiences. Which, look, this just means that Bill Hicks was right. 
that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration, that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Now here's Tom with the weather. GRD is licensed with the Creative Commons Attributes and Non-Commercial Non-Derivative Works. I say super nice. Come check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, stop at the website, get ready to come. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an 80% chance of existential crisis coming in from the south. <laughs> oh, and what business is it? Oh, I can't I can't do the punchline to that. This is a <laughs> family show. But hey, if you want to talk about, uh, you know, uh, Waffle Houses in Fife, Alabama, gotcha, gotcha. Drop us a note, won't you please? It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Send us a voicemail, a text message. Use the magic numbers of 510-GRD-CURP. And, you know, the Kennedy Museum is just like it was that day. Oswald's nowhere near in sight, man. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Good night, everybody. Scat. Skedaddle. Adios. Adabadechi. Ciao. Aloha. Fuck off. This class is for five to eight-year-olds. Yes. Yes, it is. And uh, that's what I call uh, discrimination. Discrimination? Yes, and ageism. Who are you? I'm his lawyer. That's right. You brought a lawyer? I keep a lawyer and retainer at all times. There's so much injustice in the world that you, you practically can't leave home without one. And apparently today it paid off. Right. Okay, well, I will see you in court then. Now, perfect. Now, I need a statement from you. And as we plan to try this in both civil and criminal court, I'll need the police here as well. Can I use your phone? Or do you only let the white people use that? Who said anything about white people? You just did. The words white people did not come out of my mouth. There they are again. Luckily, I had my hand recorder on for that one. By the way, I am now disclosing that this conversation is being recorded. Recorded? Okay, this is crazy. Crazy? You want to know crazy? I sued 300 businesses last year alone. I sued a hot dog cart and got everything but the wheels and the buns, which I won in the civil case two months later. I think he gets it now. I know, but the words are coming out of my mouth faster than I can think of them. Bring it out. Now, if you don't mind, before I start snapping evidence photos, I'm a little parched. So can you tell me which one of these fountains I'm allowed to use? 